Thanks for stopping in at the Down the Road Show podcast brought to you by the Murdoch Worldwide Entertainment Network. Also sponsored by Everyday Natural Products. Go to empstore.com for more information about all their all-natural products and my favorite CBD products on the market to help me get out of bed on a daily basis. So I'm going to skip the formalities and bring in my next two guests because we've been trying to hook up for a few weeks now. They got their own podcasts that I've been listening to. I love it. I'm excited to talk to these ladies. Their podcast is called The Latter Day Lesbian Podcast. How are you doing, Mary and Shelley? Pretty good. I know. I'm doing well. Lockdown. I don't really want, I don't want to talk about what went on in the last 30 minutes. Um, but other than that, yeah. yeah. Shelly's not great. so technically inclined. <laughs> yeah, te- technology is not her strong suit. She Listen, many, many. We came together suits. as a team. It happened. We did. We're here. We're here now. We're yeah. here now. We figured it out. I happen to remember that my earbuds were in my backpack. Um, <laughs> Helpful <laughs> information. <laughs> for sure. Yes, it oh, is. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, from the land of Momos, and if you don't know what a Momo is, that's extreme Mormons, and I come from yep. a family of extreme Mormons. So, uh, Shelly, you're an ex-Mormon. Uh, sure. how, did, how did you two meet and decide to come mm-hmm. up with this Latter-day lesbian podcast latter day it latter day saints are mormons for those of you who have no clue <laughs> right yeah but if you say the word mormon that's a, a win for satan, a win for satan so, but i think the, the important thing to note about latter day lesbian podcast is it's an ex-mormon gay girl trying to figure out her life meaning shelly yes when we were uh pride in utah last year it said Latter-day Lesbian Podcast. We had so many ex-Mormons that looked at our banner and was like, uh-uh, and walked away because they thought that I was still Mormon. And we finally figured out what was going on. Then we just got this piece of paper and scribbled ex-Mormon on it. And suddenly <laughs> we were overwhelmed with people wanting to come talk to us. So we are yeah. ex, well, I'm an ex-Mormon. Mm-hmm. Um, we met, I don't know how far back you want to go, but I uh, left the church uh, at how age. You, let's go back to, yeah. <laughs> why you left the church because like I, okay. I, I knew at like 11 that I was not Mormon so how did you we're gonna have to interview you next my friend because <laughs> um knowing it at 11 is pretty impressive yeah I did you stay in, in it after that I stayed in until I was 18 and I was an official adult and I could tell my mom and make her cry and I didn't want <laughs> to do that so like, you I, I, stayed, I stayed in longer than was necessary and I wanted to for family purposes because I love my family so much it hurts. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. No, I feel you. I feel you on that. Um, I was born and raised in it, in the cult. I am glad to call it a cult. I believe it's a cult. Nowadays, the appropriate term is um, high demand religion. But to me, that softens it too much. Right. <laughs> like, no, it's a cult. Um, in my entire life, I was taught that my job was to remain pure and clean, virginal, and marry a returned missionary. For those of you who are not Mormons or don't know anything about it, the guys in the suits and ties with the name badges riding bikes, yes. I was to keep myself clean and pure um, and marry a returned missionary. And I have three older brothers and my dad, and they were all uh, very macho. My dad's military. He was a, a lieutenant colonel when he retired. And then I have my mom, who is the epitome of voiceless opinionless weak sorry mom if you ever watch this but yeah um how my, my family's not watching either okay <laughs> fuck it then yeah <laughs> and, and, and look look 
you watchers on YouTube and listeners on the audio podcast, if you're more offended by the word fuck than you are about child molestation, this is not the podcast to listen to. Get out of here now. Exactly. Amen to that. Yeah, I, I, um, think, I personally think the word Mormon is more offensive than the word fuck. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm honestly more offended by bigotry and, and any kind of bigotry by your, look, if you put your religion above your family and you just won't talk to family because they don't agree with your religion, yeah. that's an issue. You, you have an addiction to your religion. Mm, agreed. Agreed yeah. completely. Because your, your entire life was run by that. When I was a kid... Um, in high school, I was kind of wayward early college. I was wayward. Um, but I never got to truly enjoy being wayward because I always had that guilt of like, oh, I'm going to have to repent guilt. for this. Yeah, oh God, guilt. it's so bad. I'm, I'm disappointed. The, the Catholics know it. Catholics got the Catholic guilt. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Whereas in you know, the other Christians just give everybody else their guilt. Projection. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I eventually knew that I had to get my life together and be a good Mormon girl. Um, and so I ended up going to BYU because my dad was a mission president at the time. So I got free tuition. Otherwise, I, I don't think I would have gone. And that's what, and, and look, as much as I bash Mormons, uh, that's where my mom and dad met was at BYU. So like, that's well, why I'm here. Breedham, Breedham Young University. And that's exactly... <laughs> was right. my experience. So I got there and I didn't fit in because I was a little bit um, urban. I don't know if you want to call it. I don't know. I, I listened to rap music. I, you know, I played basketball in college up until then. And I was, uh, uh, I don't know the word for it. Anyway, I didn't fit in. I lived with my brothers and they were like, you can't wear that. Um, you can't talk like that. I think I said ass one time in, in, you know, my rap music, you can't listen to that. No one will date you. And so I had to completely change who I was because suddenly I realized, no, 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 I'm here. I need to get married. It was not about education. It wasn't about anything about me except for becoming a good Mormon woman that a man would want to marry. That was it. So basically, Shelly, you had to water yourself down completely to fit oh, into Oh, completely. My lovely, loud personality was just squashed completely. Yeah. Right, and no right. loud laughter. No oh, wow. Yeah, we're, we're, the, we're the loud, crazy family. Like, I'm the loudest in my family, but my entire, I come, I have three older sisters. Mm -hmm. We are the loud cousins, but we're nice. also, we're also the fa uh, life of every party. Uh, and, you know, even though uh, me and my oldest sister, we're the, we're the black sheep, obviously, but yeah. Right. So, Congrats but I, but that. I, but I understand what, exactly what you're saying, because like to put it into like another point of view and perspective, uh, I recently had a couple cousins reach out to me to be on the podcast to promote their uh, fantasy book, and they're a little too straight-laced Mormon. I don't think I want to have them on the show for one, for that reason, too. Might mm -hmm. be a little too boring. Three, <laughs> her sister, her brother is the one that molested me, so it's just a little too damn personal. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah. I'm going yeah, to say no to that one for my own personal yeah. mental health. I'm going to back mm -hmm. you up on that. I'm yeah. going to say for sure, say no. I was also molested as a child um, by someone who was, was uh, family friends, also Mormon. The, the guy's dad was in the state presidency. And there's just this, this power thing in Mormonism where it's just scary because everyone has so much power over you and control that you don't want to tell on anyone. You, you feel like something is your fault. Um, it's just this, this very, you're very suppressed. 
you can't have victim shaming. In. Mormons are great at victim shaming. Mm -hmm. Oh God, yes, abs, yeah. absolutely. Um, to get back to me getting married, I was at BYU. Um, basically, one of the first guys that accepted me, I went ahead and married. wasn't attracted to him. Didn't think he was funny. Um, nothing in common. No sparks. No nothing. But he was a return missionary. And so my parents would be happy and God would be happy. And if I would just marry a return missionary and have babies, I would be happy. Right? right. So you fit the bill. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. The expectations that you're allowed right. to bring home. Horrible. Yeah, horrible. Uh, we got married. It was not a good wedding. It was, oh, because, you know, I don't know if your, your viewers know anything about the temple ceremony, but it's, it's Probably very not. weird. It's weird handshakes. It's promising to give yourself to your spouse, um, meaning the wife giving to the husband, but not in return. Uh, I also felt kind of unworthy of him because he's a return missionary and had never really sinned. And I had this past. And so the relationship started off very unequal. Uh, so long story short, crappy marriage. Although I did manage to birth seven children because I was, this was going to make me happy. I was going to be a mother in Zion. I don't even like kids. Like I love my <laughs> kids, but I, I never babysat. You know, I would never want to work in a nursery. No offense to all of you um, kid lovers out there. It's just not me. It's not me. God bless and them I, for doing that. I had friends who yeah, done it. Yeah. Yeah. I also struggle with uh, depression big time, but not recognizing it for what it was when I had a bad day, it was because I wasn't obedient enough. I wasn't doing enough. Is that, well, no, you know, that's because that's what you were taught. The real depression, exactly. the real depression is not being your truest self. And that was my right. point on one, one of the reasons, because I was talking to my cousins about having them on the podcast and being like, look, I swear. And I'm not about to change my language for you guys. And you know, one of the next shows that will be probably before you guys have had you on is this lesbian podcast and blah, 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 blah. And, so I was like, oh, yeah, we have a gay friend, and he slips every now and then. And it was like, whoa, first of all, he's not slipping. He's being his truest self. Just because <laughs> yes. you don't see that and accept that, that's not a slip. That's mm -hmm. him. That's your yeah. fucking problem. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, no, I agree. And going through depression, as I did, and not recognizing it, because you're taught if you follow the gospel, you'll be happy. You have kids, you're going to be happy. You do all the things, you'll be happy. And I did all the fucking things and I wasn't happy. And so the days which were frequent that I was depressed, why was I depressed? Well, I wasn't being myself. I was overwhelmed. I had seven kids. Like there was nothing there for me. I had this, I, it, was, it was all appearance. You know, I wanted everyone in the world to know that I was a great Mormon because that's what you strive to be. Mm -hmm. But on those days when I was depressed, it was like, what what did I do wrong? What have I not repented of? And so I would wrap my brain to come up with something that I didn't repent of. And I would go mm -hmm. into my bishop's office and say, uh, you know, when I was 15, I don't know if I repented of this. This boy, you know, touched me. And he would ask, well, where did he touch you? And did you oh, have Oh, they love those and, details, don't they? Oh, so fun for them. So yeah. fun. Uh, I just, I just, my, so, go oh, ahead, sorry. Go ahead, I was Harry. just saying, I just hate that you had to repent for someone you know, touching you and someone else would, violating you potentially, yeah. Yeah. or maybe it was consensual. Is he also in the Bishop's office confessing? What's going yeah, on? Of course not. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. And that's, and that's the other thing. And that's like, that's part of that weird, <laughs> that's part of that weird culture. Cause like, okay, my cousin just died uh, two years ago, went back up to Utah for the reunion. A bunch of friends found out I was uh, not reunion. 
wearing my reunion shirt. But for his funeral, a bunch of friends found out I was in town, uh, you know, came by to say hi real quick and pay their respects as well to my cousin Sheldon. And uh, while I was in town, I was staying at my cousin's house who lives in Kaysville in the house I grew up in when I was going to wow. Kaysville Junior High there. And went in the back, saw my initials that I scribbled into the concrete that my mom, my mom and a cousin poured to build me a basketball court in the backyard. My mom's a badass. Uh, <laughs> and she brings out this old picture. It's my ironic priesthood picture from my local uh, war there, right? That, of course. Here's the oh fun. Here's the fun part. Buckle in, Mary. You're gonna love this, Shelley. <laughs> the next door neighbor brought it over because word had gone around our little small town. I was coming back, mm-hmm. and uh, so she gave it to my cousin to give to me because she had a shoebox full that she found stuffed in a corner in the ex bishop's office. Weird. Not weird. So now I post that photo, mm-hmm. rant, rant about what a pervert he was and how obsessed he was with my genitalia, my uh, wet dreams, my orgasms, if I masturbate. Yep. Really weird, uh, really weird details that you don't ever want to talk about with yeah. an adult, let alone an adult yeah. man. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So I rant about this. And I get hit up by a couple friends that were in my ward. And guess who all had the same experience as me? Oh, God. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Man. Jeez. I'm well, so sorry. I'm going to ask all those creepy questions to everyone because they're, they're even the, even the most well intentioned bishop that's not a perv at all, the fact that he would think it's okay to question a child like that, it's like, what the fuck are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Plus, wait a minute. I thought uh, that whole little factory discussion, that whole talk, <laughs> wet dreams were okay. You can't control them. Right. No, that's, of course, but which is supposed to be the point. It. Yeah. He yeah. wants to make sure you're having them and wants to know what you're dreaming about. You, wow. you should have said you, Bishop. No, your mom. That's what you said. Your mom. Dream about your, your mom, mom, Bishop. <laughs> I was a, I was a very respectful little Boy Scout. Oh, okay. oh my God! Where did hey, these grown men who are supposed to be called of the Lord? Mm. Where do they think? Who do they think they are asking questions they're, like this? They're being trained to do that, and then you get some bad seeds in there, and they're From perms, the top down. and they're pedophiles. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's top down. Um, wow. They're horrible. told by someone else to do this, and that just opens the floodgates for pervs That's and child molesters. And mm-hmm. yeah, I was actually 40 years old and going to my bishop, who was my same age, a peer of mine, and telling him sexual activities I had had when I was in high school because I still wasn't happy. So I assumed it was from a sexual sin that I had not repented of. 40-year-old grown-ass woman feeling when, like I have when to When did go. you come out? When did you realize you were a lesbian? Um, so my husband at the time and I, we left the church when I was about 41. And I had been trained my entire life that gay people were bad, evil sinners. They were making it up. They weren't really gay. They were um, ruining they wanted, the traditional family. They, that's right. This was <laughs> Satan's plan to ruin the traditional family. All they uh-huh. wanted to do was just have orgies and... Um, and so I was going along with this. I was ado- adopting that way of thinking. And basically I was taught to hate myself my entire yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and after we left the church, I was just examining more things in my mind about how God would or wouldn't be. And I just came to the point that God doesn't hate gays. Cause at this time I was starting to make friends outside of the church and there were gay people. And it was like, huh, 
I really like these people. They're not crazy sex fiends. They're just like good, caring, loving people. And the second I let my heart get rid of that hate, Mm. I found myself being attracted to women. And one of the major incidences that I like to share with people is I was in line at the airport in the security line and there was a lesbian couple in front of me. And typically beforehand, I would have been like, oh God, ugh, right? I watched these two women holding hands, talking to each other, um, hugging, kissing on the cheek, just so into each other. And I felt the most impactful feeling in my heart saying, oh my God, I want that. I want that. And here I am looking at these women who supposedly are sinners going to hell and they're so happy. And I am miserable in my marriage, not attracted to my husband, um, just never felt connected. And that was the first time I was like, huh, why is this so interesting to me to see these women? Uh, And then it just continued, you know, women at the gym, um, friends, but it wasn't like, Ooh, she's hot. It was like, I want to sit next to her and know everything about her. And I want to, to just take it all in. Um, it, it wasn't that you were like, Ooh, I'm a lesbian. I want to sleep with all the friends I've had for all this no. time, all of a sudden, <laughs> just for, to clarify no. for people. Right, right, right. I know. No, right. Shelly, I think Shelly's always looked for a heart connection and spent yeah. 21 years in a marriage without that, you know, mm-hmm. which is a shame. And so she saw that. I mean, yeah, these girls were, these women were affectionate with one another, but Shelly like keyed in on that heart connection, which is something that she craved. Yeah, absolutely. There's just something about a woman's spirit and vulnerability and softness. And my heart just was, I need this. I need this. I need this. Uh, I told my husband. Preaching to the choir. Look, I, I didn't tell you this. I'm also an empath. And so like ah, I've lived, I've lived yes. an entire life trying to decipher the difference between my emotions and someone else's bullshit. And, yes. and, and I have always said, and I will stand by this for the rest of my life. Women are a million times more connected to God and more spiritual than men will ever be. Go ahead. <laughs> now that we've cleared that up. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was just this, this driving thing. Uh, my husband of course told me that I was bisexual and so I was like, okay, I'm bisexual because I'm still being very obedient. Um, but well, going, also, please bring them home. That's, that's in the back yeah, of his yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. That's every man. Exactly. Well, also, yeah. can I, I want to interject one second. You were never taught, Shelly, to have an opinion or think for yourself, like ever. No, no. And, I, and, I did, and I didn't. I never really did. My opinions were my husband's opinions. Um, I voted for Trump because he voted for Trump. Like now, no, and I don't want to talk politics at all, but I'm just saying that's not who I am. You can I on here, but I'm judging you. <laughs> I know, I figure it's much, you're so judgmental. Um, I was not myself for my, like most of my life. Uh, and it was so good to uncover who I was. When I started being attracted to women, I started looking back over my life and I was like, oh my God, I've been gay this whole time. Fuck, <laughs> like, oh, wow going over experiences in high school where I had this best friend that I could not get enough of that, you know, we had this experience where I I stayed over at her house one night and we were sleeping in the same bed and she just put her foot on my calf and it was nothing. She wasn't trying to do anything. Yes, she is gay now out of the closet. Um, But when she had her foot on my calf, it was like butterflies. Like I never want this feeling to go away. It was just insane. I never had that from a man. No offense to men. Um, Me neither. No but, offense to men. Yeah, no offense to men. I think uh, but that just, uh, I think that f- 
foot to calf thing was her signature move. Sure. <laughs> well, it didn't work on me because I didn't understand it, but I did know I was feeling things that I wanted to feel forever for the rest of my life. Um, so realizing I was gay, and my husband at the time, he started freaking out because I was hanging out with friends who were girls because that was my friends and he didn't want me to. So now it's like, I can't have man friends. I can't have woman friends. I'm miserable in my marriage. We were arguing all the time. And of course, boom, it blew up and we separated. Uh, and I put an ad on match.com and, you know, let me throw that out there. Mary is the level headed one in this relationship. She's very even keel. She makes good decisions. She doesn't just jump first and look back later. She's just very chill. <laughs> and the ad that I put on, on um, match.com said, help. I was raised in a cult. I think I'm gay. I'm probably going to delete this right after I post it. And Mary for some reason, decided to respond with, I was also raised in a strict religion. It's all going to be okay. And that was the first time I ever had someone tell, tell me it was going to be okay. And I Connectivity. felt that it was going to be okay. At, like that, right out of the gate. Um, so she likes I also, to- um, I also like the smell of her BO. It's a pheromone thing too. I don't <laughs> it's know. true. It's weird. Yeah. But it's not BO. It's just very fragrant. It's just good. <laughs> it's a good fragrance. <laughs> baby, true, I, you, true. baby I even like your stink. That's right. I even like your stink. You do, and I can't stand the way my ex-husband smells. I didn't like it when we were married, um, and now that I'm so gay, like when I go over to hang out and see the kids and whatever, I'm like, oh god. I tell Mary, I'm like, oh, he smelled like Brent. I don't like it. <laughs> it's not his fault. He showers. He's a clean person, but there's just something about his pheromones. I, as I humans, look, I also went to school for massage therapy. I'm a well-rounded human nice. being, but as humans, <laughs> like we all have our own pheromones. I have mm -hmm. a very specific cologne that for some reason works better with my pheromones than any cologne I've ever used. And I don't mm -hmm. tell people what it is. Only my family knows what it is. So they can buy it for me. <laughs> so it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a thing. There's science mm -hmm. behind it. So Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mary, Mary to me smells like, like, I can't get enough of the way she smells. And it's, 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 it's a real thing. It's a real live thing. Hated the way my husband been smelled all the time. Even when he was like fresh out of the shower, I'd be like, Meh. but as soon as his natural bodiness started out, I'm like, Oh God, no, I don't want, uh, yeah, not his fault. Just not for me. So Mary, um, Mary getting started in all this and meeting her through match, like what was your expectations like getting involved with the next Mormon and how right. you guys all met? Cause you guys have been together for two years now. Yeah, over two, two, uh, two and, and a half, half. baby. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am a very day at a time person. I don't think about what may or may not happen. I don't conjecture. I don't what if. So I really was literally taking it one day at a time, getting to know Shelly. So, you know, I see this profile. The other thing it said, help, I don't know what I'm doing. That's right. <laughs> she was so vulnerable and real in her profile. And I was reading so many of like, I am a career woman. What a, I have a career. I've got my act together. I don't like games. I don't do this. Don't, all this stuff. It was like cookie cutter profiles. You just read one, you read them all. Right, yeah. And then I come across Shelly's and it's like a breath of fresh air. I was like, wow, what was is she mess. all about? <laughs> because <laughs> what you're, we want you that much of a mess. Sometimes <laughs> open and honesty is all you got left. I That's loved it. it. I loved got. it. Yeah. And when she said she was raised in a cult, of course, I was completely intrigued because I was raised evangelical. And so I was like, I wonder what she was raised in. I want to know more about this. So you had me at cult, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
it's such, it's how I lure the lesbians in. I'm like, <laughs> and they're like, cult. <laughs> I gotta know more. That's right. <laughs> Funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so uh, before we you know completely go off rails and all kinds of all over the place here, because I, I I'm pretty sure you guys watched, but I don't. What happened in the conference recently? Oh. oh God! So I I I chose not to watch this year, but I stayed in tune with social media so I could um, get some ideas. Probably the most dramatic was the uh, floral decorations up on the podium. It looked like dried, wilted kale, um, and that's what happens when you kick the gaze out. There's just no one good to decorate. So that was that was bad. Uh, oh, also. I know, such a cliche. Also, Elder Uchtdorf, who typically has been known as the progressive Mormon, he came out with a bullshit, shitty, shitty thing to say. Uh, he compared people who leave the church to, um, ah, shit, what was it? Oh, unruly, was that unruly children. Unruly children. Right? Yeah, headstrong, unruly children who pack their bags and stomp out and say, I'm leaving and I'm never coming back, mm-hmm. which is such a disgraceful and mean and condescending thing to say to people who uh, leaving the church was the hardest decision of their life. And that's most people we've talked to. Um, yeah, it's not it's something not you just do in a day. It's not an easy decision when you have mm-hmm. uh, extended family members all in, especially if you live in uh, areas of Utah or, or Idaho or similar place, places like that where your whole community uh, is LDS. What are you supposed to do? It's difficult. It's not an easy yeah. decision. You did. Yeah, okay, so you, you know, said you, you stayed in longer than you wanted to as well. Well, it's here's the part I haven't got to with you yet. Okay, so look, born in Idaho, lived half my life between Utah and California. I'm so Mormon, okay? My mom and dad come from two separate twins, six generations back. The Murdoch twins that were adopted by Joseph Smith and raised by him and his wife before they were murdered in Nauvoo, where my family has been to. Yes, I went to Nauvoo as a sacred holy land as a child to to see where my great-great-great-great-great-grandpa was killed in the jail. Yeah. Yeah. So so when it comes to Utah, I can't drive through Utah without my mom pointing out every city that our family founded and came over with Brigham Young. Like we, Mm -hmm. our family is so deep in the Mormon church and always has been from the beginning. And then, yep. so, so I, I actually have a cousin who I think is in the 12 now. I don't know where he is in the pegging order. Probably. <laughs> uh, but he, he used to, uh, he ran BYU Hawaii for years. They actually wow. extended his tenure there because he was so well-loved worldwide. Like he opened up the campus worldwide to China and places and people uh, coming in that never had. And then after mm-hmm. he retired, him and his, uh, uh, his wife, they went and ran the temple in uh, Tonga. Wow. Oh, very where, interesting. Where me and my family went to visit them to catch up because that's my mom's favorite cousin because they're the ones who introduced my mom and dad at BYU because my dad serves his Mormon mission in Tonga at the same time my cousin Eric Shumway was there serving his mission. Back before they had official language, they were sent there as a couple white guys and had to learn the language there on the spot from people that barely wow. spoke English. This is so Mormony. This is the Mormonist story. I told you guys. Yep, yep. you go it's real, real Mormon. I, I am related to uh, Joel Hills Johnson who wrote High on a Mountaintop. And so that is of course the claim to 
claim to fame. Um, my dad likes. Don't to fucking get me started. Look, I, I've told <laughs> repeatedly my sister Tisha, she's in charge of my funeral. There will not be a Mormon hymn. Uh, it's uh -uh. the worst music ever on the planet. I hate Mormon hymns. That's why, yes. like, when I get the chance to go to, like, a Southern Baptist or some sort of, like, Christian with the rock band up there, I'm like, yes. oh, man, Jesus, let's do this. <laughs> I know. Praise oh my God. to I, the, the man who oh communes with Jehovah. <laughs> there is a mute button on this. There's a mute button on this, <laughs> motherfucker. That's Mary's favorite song. Um, because the only I, one I, I remember. Was, well, it was because it was our very first episode, and we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. And oh, yeah. I, was, I was just, like, talking, and you didn't know that much about Mormonism at the time. <laughs> no. And I said something about the hymns and praise to the man, and you were like, what? Wait a minute, man! Wait, I'm like, that's, that's like idolatry. idolatry. You, you have <laughs> yeah, some of the lyrics seriously are just like, oh, what were oh, they God. thinking? And just, uh -huh. you look at this was written, written 1752, and you're like, oh yeah, that's what they're thinking. No but other. You dance. haven't taught her Jesus wants me for a sunbeam. That'll still always be my favorite Mormon song. Like, well, no, I. I did because I told her about how we had the bishop's wife was the primary chorister and the kids would like to go son beam, how you do but they would get in trouble because she was she had such a stick up her ass she's like that is not the way we praise Jesus yeah it, it is the way I was and I was the loudest one in every ward I was ever in so when we got to sunbeam it was like you chose this song weekly and you know that's right. I'm not gonna that's funny yep this is me normal ladies you should see me pissed off I love it. I love it. I just think <laughs> these songs, though, that give praise to humans, I, I don't understand that. How mm -hmm. is that Christian? Well, you'd have to be a Mormon to understand, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, they're really praising Job. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, oh, yeah. the last time I set foot in a Mormon church, um, uh, I, I went for someone's farewell or something, and I had been going to a non-denominational Christian church for about a year, uh, again, because I love the music, it was it was upbeat and it was like being thankful, um, and I enjoyed that. But I went to a Mormon church, and the songs were so either depressing, like depressing, like funeral marches is what it seemed like, or they were so we are the chosen ones, we're we're not going to burn everyone else's. I was like, you know what? I can't. I, I, how did I not recognize the horrible language in these hymns beforehand? Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. The yeah. the Passive-aggressive, subtle bigotry. Yep. Oh, it's Passive. so in there. Passive-aggressive is my number one trigger. Like, it, it's, but mm -hmm. especially you come at me in my comment section on Facebook, like, because oh, growing shit. up Mormon and right-wing, right-wing Republican Mormon, yep. I hate passive-aggressive. Like, because yep. I go straight to passive, not straight to aggressive. I skip the passive. Yeah, yeah no time for passive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I speak my mind. <laughs> Good. But uh, something I never did growing up because I didn't have my own mind. My right. mind was my mom and dad's mind. Well, my mom didn't have a mind either. My mind was my dad's mind, and then that switched over to my husband's mind because I needed them to tell me what to think and what to do and how to live. And I can't believe that that's who I was. Yeah, I just wanted to piggyback on that because you know I feel like Shelley has come so far in a relatively short amount of time leaving the church and also coming out. Um, she used to be terrified when I first met her just to figure out who she was. Like, yeah. who am I? I have no idea. And that scared the crap out of her trying to figure that out. Yeah, but 43 years old, trying to seems, figure myself out. She seems to have nailed it now. <laughs> She's got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't known you very long, but you seem pretty well adjusted to me. I mean, <laughs> uh, like, and like I said, I feel fortunate for 
uh, my dad died of cancer when I was like nine. So oh God, I'm sorry. Uh, wow. I, I'm used to death. I'm used to tragedy. I'm used to seeing people for face value, and especially being an empath, I feel fortunate. Always kind of knowing who I've been forever. I'm constantly improving yeah. and changing and evolving. But I relatively most people I have asked that have known me since childhood on, or have known me ten years or longer, have do agree I'm relatively the same person. That's and, great. And, yeah. and 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 which. Yeah, which is surprising considering <laughs> considering I got a tragic story like every two, three years in my life. Wow, so yeah. It, it's Yikes. just, it, it is what it is. And yeah. Yeah. Posit positivity breeds positivity. It's For sure, positive absolutely. thoughts. See, and that's the one thing that, that I do kind of take away from Mormonism where they do get right, but they, they, they don't practice it, <laughs> especially with the yeah. per pervy bishops. Your thoughts form your words, your words form your actions. Mm -hmm. And your actions mm -hmm. become yep. habits, building your character. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. But I don't yes. want anyone asking me what my thoughts are, especially not when, it, when I'm a, a teenager and it's a bishop asking me, do I think about, you know, sexual right. acts? Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you ladies anything you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh? Okay. Well, I mean, part of vulnerability is sharing that with people who earn the right to hear that, right? Yes. Well, earn the right to hear that. And that's, yeah. exactly. and that's a, look, my family's completely torn apart since Christmas because of some bullshit that went down with uh, my other sister. Uh, I have three older sisters, one of which was my caretaker in San Diego and uh, overdosed on 4th of July last year. So I had to move in with my other sister Jeez. here in New Mexico. That issue has put a huge strain on the family and uh, my one sister who I had to walk on Facebook and I'm not currently talking to, and I don't decide if I ever want to talk to again, uh, got mad at me for me and my niece making fun of Mormons in a cousin's post on Facebook, where mm -hmm. she then freaked out. And I woke up the next message, I woke up the next day to a, a private message from her saying that I was the bigot and that I was completely ungrateful now that I am back on my feet. Well, since you don't know, I haven't worked in three years because of everything going on with me physically. Uh, I've had three to four family members personally accuse me of faking my health issues and just oh, being, God. And being fat and lazy. Nice. Uh, well, meanwhile, since I moved to New Mexico, my health has actually deteriorated and I've gotten worse with uh, vertigo, nausea, and dizzy issues that I didn't, that just barely started right before I moved here uh, back in mm -hmm. ca California and whatnot. So... Uh, yeah, so it's just a whirlwind of shit, and yeah. uh, I'm wearing my family reunion. This is the last family reunion I went to last summer because I wasn't going to go because I was in a fight with my mom and didn't want to ride. I didn't want to be stuck in the car with my mom for 15 days, basically. So I was oh, like, oh, God, no. no. I'm not going to the family reunion. And then my sister accidentally overdosed. It wasn't suicide, but she, wow. was a, she was a nurse anesthesiologist, so it was so easy to take the little leftover drugs home to just give her a little mm. extra edge to get wow. rid of the demons to go to sleep because she couldn't handle that Mormon guilt. Yep. Because she was also a closet alcoholic, never got married, felt uh. like a felt like a failure around her family. Uh. Well, she would be a Mormon failure, uh. and that sucks because it's it's not it, the, uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, pressure. Yeah. yeah. So yep. and, horrible. And, and and I didn't know she was shooting up. All I knew is she was drinking. And last time I saw her was going to bed on the Fourth of July. Oh God! So sorry. So, it's such so, a tragedy. So I almost well, to finish. I almost didn't go to the reunion, but then 
that was a week before the reunion and we had to have a funeral and get her ashes sent up there. So like, I wasn't about to not go with me, be with my family during this time, yeah. of, morning, time of morning. So wow. this, this may be the last family reunion I ever go to. Who knows? We'll see. Man. Yeah, it's sad for me uh, also to think that the next time I see my siblings will likely be at one of my parents' uh, funerals. I don't right. know yeah. how or why we would get together. The relationship, you know, my family's never been super close, if I'm being honest. Um, but for sure, since I've left the church, it's worse because my family always and only talks about BYU, serving missions, general authorities, like it's all Mormon. And I don't want to talk about that because yeah. I don't think I could not voice my true opinion. And so and they don't, don't want to hear it anyway. And, and that's fine. It's but, but it's, you know, you're right. And it's like, well, shit, it sucks that your entire life is your religion. And now there's just nothing to talk about. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I can't talk about politics with my mom. I can't talk about religion with my mom. I can't talk about my family with my mom. Yep. And, no, you're right. Because yeah. I remember, um, <laughs> One of my kids told me a story. He was 18 at the time and he had to get a tooth filled at the dentist. And I was like, you know what? Just go to your old pediatric dentist. I don't care. And it was the day after Halloween and he went in. Um, he's the one telling me the story, by the way. So he told me that they, they asked if he wanted the uh, nitrous. He said, oh, hell yeah. So they gave him the nitrous and then he started feeling nauseous. And the, uh, the uh, dental assistant was like, oh, well, don't worry. Just, you can just spit up and I'll just suction it out, which is still a weird thing. Um, so gross. he did that and he su she suctioned it and then she goes, huh, smells like Malibu rum. <laughs> and so I'm laughing because Malibu rum throw up in the pediatrician, pediatric dentist is just so fucking funny to me. Um, but it's my kid telling me this story and I'm laughing and I'm loving that we have this relationship that we can talk about everything. And that's the kind of thing I would want to tell my parents yeah. is the relationship I have with my kids because I'm very proud of it um, with most of my kids anyway. And you, bring, um, and, you bring, and you bring up a very good point, a valid point, because this is a continuous argument amongst my family. Uh, my family bat has bashed on my oldest sister's children forever, so like, and I've always run to their defense and her defense, and so like, that's a sore subject in the family. We can't talk about that. There's just certain mm -hmm. things we can't talk about as family units because we haven't learned to be open and honest with our emotions. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I could never share with my parents why I have now this closest with my kids it's because they're not Mormon anymore neither am I like I'm not going to judge what they say they're not afraid to tell me things because yeah. I'm not going to say oh my god you need to go talk to your bishop bishop what you're not going to serve a mission what like all the crazy shit you, you need to you need to earn the right to have someone come and confide in you yeah. and want yeah. to talk to you because like exactly that was, uh, look that's another thing I've been a little depressed lately in the last month and a half I've contemplated suicide a few times but because of what's going on with my family and whatnot, I couldn't tell my sister that I'm living with because, yep. because of family stuff. And I didn't want to add that additional pressure on her because she's financially responsible for all this. And it's especially yeah. with what's going on with the Corona apocalypse. It's really stressful Shit, on right? her. So I'm trying not yeah. to add to her stress. So by the time I finally told her, she blows up on me and it's just like, well, I'm, never well, mind. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. but, but, but then I, but we finally came together and had a good cry and had a good, conversation she's 10 years older than me and she's always been one of my best friends on the planet and nice. with everything going on with the family I kind of feel like I only have my mom and her left yeah yeah that's the same thing I could never at this point go to my parents for advice with parenting I can never go to them and say you know what my my one kid 
uh, keeps dropping out of school and I don't like his girlfriend or something like that because right. their solution is, well, you never should have left the church. If you were raising them in the, in the gospel, they would be making better decisions. So it's like they, they are missing out on a relationship with me because they can't see past their religion and it sucks for them and it sucks for me. So yeah. I just got to appreciate the people who I can talk to. Mary mm-hmm. being one of them. She is probably the most understanding. Um, we choose our family. I've ever known. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. We have blood yeah. relatives, but we choose our family. Soul mm-hmm. tribe. I love the word soul tribe. Yeah. That's awesome. Back at you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, Mary, what about you and your family? I get along with everybody. Uh, my mother still thinks I'm going to hell and that if I only could just meet a nice guy, you know, I mean, this has been going on for <laughs> over 30 years, right? <laughs> Are she ever still... going to come around and be straight? Come on, Mary, get your shit right? <laughs> yeah, no, she's known that I'm a lesbian because I came out early, even though I was raised religious, I was raised in the evangelical church. I just decided, I figured out who I was because I had serious crushes on girls my senior year of of high school and I figured out I was a lesbian and I took that on. It took a couple of years to really accept it about myself. And still, even then I didn't tell everybody, you know, that took a long time to come out to everybody, but, um, but a few close friends knew and I knew, and I just decided, well, I guess I'm going to have to be the black sheep of, in, in a church sense, I would have to be, the black sheep to be who I was, to be authentic, and I was willing to do it. To be your truest self. Yes. Yeah, to find your goddess inside, because we are all God and goddesses, part sure. of the universe. But when you leave a high demand religion, you don't think that way. You don't no. immediately yeah. go to, oh well, that's because I've got God living inside me. No, you don't think that way. You think, well, good for you. You think, I guess I'm a sinner. I guess I'm going to hell. I mean, these are the thoughts no, I had. Yeah, no, and, and, I I was, don't, and I don't blame you. And that's and that's an easy because that's the way you're taught. And you know, right. I'm, I'm unique. I've always loved Jesus and had a very close personal relationship with Jesus. That's why yeah. I'm anti all religion. Name the religion that John right. the Baptist baptized Jesus into. Which religion was that? Right. Oh, oh, wait, yeah. right here. <laughs> I hear you. I hear mm-hmm. you. No, for sure. And uh, I just, eventually I got there. It just took a while to realize I was not a bad person, you know, that I was still loved exactly who I was. Uh, but the first step was for me to just say, well, I guess I'm going to be the, the black sheep then. I guess I'll disappoint God and go, go to hell. I was willing to do even that to be authentic. Yeah. Right. And, and I bet you that comes across so well to your listeners, your authenticity, because I've been listening to your podcast uh, fan base out there, how do they feel about your guys's podcast and your openness and your honesty? Well, oh. when we when we first yeah. started the podcast, we basically started because Mary was telling me you have a story to tell, get that out there, and it was more of like for me to heal. Um, but within the first couple of weeks of the podcast getting out there, maybe two three weeks, we started getting inundated with letters from people who were like, "Oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one. You're telling my story. I thought that." So many people yeah. out there, Casey, mm-hmm. go through the same thing that I did. Gay, straight, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's this feeling of being stuck in a religion and having all these thoughts of it's not right. I don't like the way I feel. But you don't, you, who do you go to when you're in the religion? You can't go to your parents and tell them that you're having doubts because they're going to say, pray more, 
um, read your scriptures. There's no one to go to because when you're Mormon, that's your entire, yeah, fast, <laughs> go hungry. Somehow that'll help. Uh, and oh, I'm hypoglycemic. I complained to my mom about fasting my entire, and why I was sick and throwing up and just like, now you, you, you see the fast and no, oh, don't listen to your children whatsoever. And I'd find yeah, out my you do. 30s by being rushed to the hospital after passing out at a 24-hour fitness, and then, ooh, what do they do to find out you're hypoglycemic and you haven't eaten? The first thing to do, throw you on a treadmill <laughs> after, you, after you passed out three times in front of some fire demand. Oh, my God. And then yeah, they yeah. feed you. And then they yeah. feed you. And, and it's yeah. just like, oh, that's why uh, before there ever was a word angry, I've lived a life angry. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Mary, what other kind of things have we had uh, people write Respond to, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people understand the non or the, the, the never mo dating the exmo and, and what that's like. And so, you know, a lot of people value my point of view because I help them sort of navigate that relationship. <laughs> You know, well, what I mean? and, which is good. When I when I do listen to the podcast, you ask those questions that listeners yeah. might be going, "Wait, what is she talking about?" Because I'm not Mormon. Right. right, right. I try to clarify the terminology. In fact, we added a segment because there was so much wacky uh, verbiage. We added a segment called "Foompod," which is the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shelley quizzes me, which is really unfair because how would I know? <laughs> uh huh. It's I, true, but it makes sense. Uh -huh. I have passed every quiz I've heard so far. Of course <laughs> Good you for have. You. Of course, of course you, have. you have. Yeah, I'll say something. Okay, Mary, the Foom Pod is the Leahona. And of course, anyone who's not Mormon would be like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? But in my mind, this is just common knowledge. I was raised with this bullshit. <laughs> uh -huh. But you don't realize how much bullshit you have in your brain until you start talking to a Nevermo about your life. And that's yeah. when I, I started. There was a moment where I was like, oh, my God, I was raised in a cult. It's like this light switch turns on because you realize finally how freaky it is, but you won't yeah. realize that until you start um, exploring the world and talking to people who were never Mormon. Yeah. For we, me were anyway. doing, um, we were doing a video for patrons. We have a, a Patreon page and she signed off with health in the navel, marrow in the bones, strength in the loins and the sinews or whatever. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right? well, that's the second token of the patriarchal <laughs> priesthood. I'm yeah, like, what? Like, what the Melchizedek yeah, something or other. Yeah. I know. So she's saying this stuff and we were like, wow, we need to do a segment on our podcast <laughs> with wacky phrases. There's so many. Oh God, yeah. so many. Yeah. So and, and that was one of those phrases I, I, I'm not hip to because like, I was like, fine, you know, I'm going to stick this out till I'm 18. I'm definitely not going on a mission. I'm not getting the, the Melchizedek priesthood because I don't believe mm -hmm. in it. I'll go ahead and yeah. accept the ironic priesthood and get up here and bless the water and bless mm -hmm. the bread because all these other teenage morons by me can't even read it and I had it memorized. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so you didn't go through the temple, sounds like? Uh, I went through the San Diego temple before it got uh, inducted while I was okay. still allowed. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was like an open house, gotcha. Yeah, and you still house. missed all the creepy, the creepy handshakes and shit. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, I didn't get to go to my one sister's wedding. Well, I mean, I was there, but I was babysitting all of the cousin's kids outside yep. the temple. That's your job if you're not quote unquote worthy. Right. Uh, yeah, something about our podcast I think that is so refreshing for people is it's very vulnerable and honest, but we also laugh and make fun of the shit. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's like when you, you can make to. fun of it, you take away its power. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's been something that's been very relatable for people. Right. It's, well, because yeah. 
Because like they say, laughter is the best medicine besides real mm -hmm. medicine and well, CBD. And I'll just <laughs> yeah. throw a shout out there to the sponsors real quick. Everyday Natural Product. Go to mpstore.com for more information about them. Uh, because like, quite frankly, I'm in a standstill. All my doctor's offices are closed except for the one that's my main doctor that's going to hopefully do a video call with me here in the next six minutes uh, mm -hmm. that I'm waiting to hear back from. Uh, because like, I was, I was waiting to see a neurologist. Haven't got that referral now. My pain specialist wow. isn't even returning phone calls or checking messages. And I, after three years of trying to, of getting new doctors and moving from Orange County to San Diego to New Mexico and changing insurances each single time. Oh, because, what a pain. Because mm. we don't have unified healthcare system in this country. Right, yeah. right. Uh, it was, it's, I was six months without a doctor last year Jeez. at one point. And then my neurologist was just like, ah, you're not that bad. I'm like, I was not on a cane when I was in here last time. Why do you say <laughs> I'm not that bad? And not to get not too that bad. Right. Yeah. And, not, and not to get too personal, but you know, fuck it. If anyone's actually paid, stayed on the podcast this long, but because of what's going on in my back, like I can't feel my midsection. I am always, no. I am always cold, which means I can't tell when I have to go to the bathroom that much. Oh, wow. uh -huh. Also, because I'm a huge, I, I love science and I've had, I've followed a certain pattern of belief and paying attention to things out there that have to do with science and religion. And I've always had a theory growing up that the reason there's so much prostate cancer in Mormons is because they don't masturbate and because yep. they're so prudent when it comes to sex. And, mm -hmm. and, Interesting. and there was a study that came out about eight years ago, scientifically proving I was right about that, mm. that, that lack of sex is a cause of prostate cancer in men. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. So, so that being said, I've lost all feeling in a, ejaculation so like any sex for me is will always be for my partner or for procreation in the future mm. i will no longer get any joy from it from the rest of my life and my mm. last neurologist in california was like oh that's just the drugs you're on i'm like this was happening three months ago jerk before you put me on these drugs which ended up giving me a heart attack last Jesus. year yeah Lord. ended up giving me a heart attack last year so and i've stopped breathing multiple times because my neck just like refuses to work and won't switch back and forth and I'll choke on food because it won't swallow because it just doctors haven't figured out everything going on with me. That's the thing. I don't have a full diagnosis. So, wow. Lord. so, so here's the part where everything fell apart. So for the end of the podcast, anyway, everything fell apart with the family. My sister that I'm not speaking to wanted to have it out with me over Christmas about the little Facebook joke and making fun of Mormonism and come to terms, which isn't anything about her listening to me or understanding me. It's right. all about her pride. And I know that because mm -hmm. I've been dealing with this bitch for my entire fucking life. And she's always been mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So, and she won't change. She's, she's way too prideful and way too self-absorbed. And this was the first time I got to see her narcissistic, narcissistic sociopath side because mm -hmm. she purposely waited for my entire family. I asked my, Tish, my sister Tisha to protect me from her and keep her away from me because for I hadn't been sleeping for about three days because I was in the most pain in my neck I've ever had, migraines constantly, lower back, I could barely walk. And then on top of that, I had a sinus infection I didn't know about. So it was messing up my balance even worse and my vision in my left eye, which has not fully come back. Nice. So my vision goes blurry and comes in and out on my left eye. And it had been doing that for a week. So I was brain tired from even just trying to focus yeah. 
anytime I was talking to, or even just watch TV. So <clears throat> I'm just physically, mentally, emotionally just spent by the time my sister starts texting me about like, we're going to have a talk. When am I gonna... And I'm like, Tish, <clears throat> I'm blocking her from my phone. You deal with her. Wouldn't respect my boundaries. Wouldn't go through my other sister. Starts badgering my other sister and stressing her out. Finally, wow. sho finally shows up for uh, the day before Christmas Eve with the family. They come in. My, my favorite nephew, one of my favorite nephews and his sister, they just skip past me, don't even acknowledge me. She comes oh, over, God. grabs my pinkies, like, how you doing, in her little tone. And I'm just like, I'm miserable, thanks for asking. Didn't look up at her because at this point, it hurts to even open my eyes it, it, with my migraine and everything going on too. <clears throat> her husband doesn't even acknowledge me or say hi. Sit down, family does a little talk, and then they're all going to go to Star Wars. Star Wars is my thing. That's the movie I remember with my dad before he died. Mm. I knew I was going to do this, but fuck it. Uh, so I went and saw it on Saturday because it was the first good day I actually had where I felt non-nauseous, where I could actually make it uh, without my vertigo and motion sickness through the entire movie. And after that, my sinus infection really took over. Uh, so they get there and I'm like, look, I know you want to have a talk. We'll do this. After Christmas, I'll call you. I just want to enjoy my family for Christmas. You have no mm -hmm. idea how much I need this type of a thing, you know? But now, as soon as they went to put the kids in the car, she stayed behind with her husband. Her husband goes and stands by the front door, weirdly, and then she comes and sits next to me. And at this point, I'm completely vertical in my recliner, feeling completely vulnerable. Mind you, I'd had a heart attack last year. Mm -hmm. and, and then she starts pushing me and doing her, her bullying thing where... We, we need to debate. We need to talk about this. Everything needs to be talked out. Well, not everybody's oh, talking. God. Not everybody mm -hmm. wants to talk things out, especially with someone who has a pattern for 30 years of not actually paying attention and listening and considering right. somebody else's opinion or feelings. Yeah. Right? So, and, and I won't even tell you what happened after my sister died and I'm the one who found her in her bed. Like, that's a, I'm already still pissed at her for the way she treated me after that. So, mm -hmm. so like, I, I'm debating whether I want... My sister, even in my life, like this is, yeah. all I do is brag about my family. And so I've never even wanted to consider that and have those thoughts. And she keeps going on. And I'm like, just please, me. she's like, will you look at me? I'm like, I literally can't, but I'll open my eyes. And badgering me finally stands up and is hovering above me. And I'm feeling threatened. And I start having an anxiety attack. The worst anxiety panic attack I've ever had. Thought I was having a heart attack because of my chest oh. palpitation. So I'm yeah. thinking, here we go, this is it. And she just stands over me with her dead cold eyes, completely not understanding what she's watching. And in her mind, I'm just stoned and freaking out for fucking no reason. And but she had to defend her religion, damn it. Yeah, because yeah. she had to defend her religion. My health did not matter more than her pride and talking about her religion. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and that and that showed me everything I needed to know. Um, yep. Yeah. Because as I always say, the, people will always show you their true character, especially in mm -hmm. hard times. Oh, for, oh, for sure. sure. Yeah. So so wow. so I blew up. Told her to get the fuck out of my house. Get the fuck out of my face. Get the hell away from me. Which pissed her off. And I'm not. I told her, look, you're the bully of this family. Leave me alone. Which pissed off her husband, and he started chiming in. You're the bully of this family. Like. Please, you don't even know your wife the way oh my God. the way we yeah. know her. But she's right. always had anger issues in this family. Deal with it. That's 
I know you're not watching, but if you are or listening, deal with it. You've had more <laughs> anger issues in this family than anyone since dad died. So, oh so, boom, they, so I tell her, I'm like, you don't come back to this house tonight. I will call the cops on you. Tisha comes back in because she hears the screaming. What's going on? I'm like, get them the fuck out. They leave. Tisha's like, what can I do for you? I'm like, if they show up tonight, I will call the cops and have them arrested for trespassing because I may have a heart attack. I don't feel safe around my own sister. She's yeah, like, okay, well, what sucks. can I do? I'm like, lock the door behind you. That's what you can do. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then I grabbed my dad's softball bat that I keep by my bedroom door for protection, locked my bedroom door, and locked myself in my fucking room and curled up with my bat in my bed. Wow. And then, and, then, <laughs> and then the next day, I spent Christmas Eve pretty much by myself in the emergency room to find out the reason I couldn't even sit up in bed that next morning and barely made it to the bathroom because it took 15 minutes for my sister to see my ex begging to come help me to the bathroom. Jesus. Uh, but it was the reason I couldn't even sit up in bed and my bowels were so bad was because I had sinus infection, which because of the holiday, I couldn't get till Thursday after Christmas. And, my, and Christmas was at my niece's house across town. Both their bathrooms were upstairs and downstairs and I felt completely unsafe being there and unwelcome and around my own family. So I just stayed home for Christmas by myself and had the most wow. miserable Christmas oh, of sorry. my entire life. But wow. Casey, families are forever. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they are, whether they like it or not. Because see, here's the, be oh my here's God. the beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Let me preach and pro, uh, 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 profit here, justify, uh, mm -hmm. whatever. Jesus died for your sin, your sin, my sin, everybody's sin, whether you liked it or not, whether you agree with it or not, whether you agree with who they choose to love or not. Sometimes right. love is not a choice. It's very true. Very true. You love, you love who you love. Absolutely. Yeah. You love who you love. And that's, I don't, I, I don't allow any kind of bigotry on my podcast or any of that kind of thing. I, I'm, that's why everyone who's been under here, I know, except for you ladies and a few other guests, but like, I, I do my back, you, you girls are easy, but I look at, I go, I do some studying on what people are posting and talking sure, about, yeah. so I'll have them on Did here. your homework. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Words are powerful. Well, I, I was definitely a, a bigot for a lot of my life. Thank you, um, Mormon upbringing, making me feel better than everyone, making me look down on everyone. Uh, and that has been something that I've had to apologize for. And I've done it on the podcast because you kind of no make observations. Yeah. 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 I had no idea. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, my mom's uncle or cousin or something like that, a little bit older than her, was one of the first people in America to die from the AIDS pandemic. And I don't even know how many of my relatives even know that. I wow. doubt they're talking about it. Come on. Yeah. Honesty. Yep. No, honesty is not. Honesty is mm -hmm. not good. And it's all right. about it's all about that image. Yeah, sure. well, we definitely encourage our listeners um, of the Latter Day Lesbian podcast to write in and tell their stories because most yeah. people have never they've never written down their story. They don't realize that their story is 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 actually impactful. And so we get so many letters from people say, "Oh my gosh, I've never written it down before," um, and then they appreciate that we read them on the podcast because it gives them validity you know yeah we've had a lot of people write in and say oh my gosh thank you for reading my letter and getting so angry about the things that i went through i never realized that they were that tragic and we're like hey, yeah you went through some shit like people don't recognize how strong they are for getting through their shit and getting out of cults um mm -hmm. and we we love being able to help people in that way it's been phenomenal it's been an amazing experience um hosting this podcast and we will just keep on 
And what's uh, plug the website so everybody out there listening on the audio podcast can find your go for it, Mary. Yeah, sure. It's latterdaylesbian.org. It's L A T T E R D A Y lesbian.org. Yep. Yes. And, for and, the, you can, and you can always just go to my YouTubes and there's, there'll be a direct link in the information of the YouTube channels for, for yeah. their podcast. Always. Or you can, you. you can stream or download the podcast on your favorite podcast app, wherever you mm -hmm. listen to podcasts. And I just have to say, I would appreciate any new listeners to start at episode one. <laughs> just kind of <laughs> anal about that. Like, I want you to get the whole story. Yeah, I mean, do what, you, do what you want, but mm -hmm. I, I feel like you'll get the most out of it starting at episode one. That's just me. No, and, and you're abs absolutely, because like, look, if you're not doing my podcast in order, then you didn't listen to my previous podcast with my best friend, my brother in life that I choose as family. In fact, I think my sister likes him better than me. Bat, <laughs> if you ladies need any shirt designs for your podcast, darknightstudios.com, one of the most professional people I've ever used. In fact, he did design right this for my entire family for the family reunion. Nice. Multiple colors because we got into yeah. different Scottish teams and did, did our Scottish games. So... Uh, but yeah, and it definitely, uh, it, it is important because like there is a congruity to the podcast as the stories yeah. go along because you're taught, you're, you're, it's like, oh, I forgot to talk about this, the last podcast. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the last podcast was the first time I said publicly that I was thinking about suicide with my boy back. Yeah. And now talking about my family and everything that's happened to me in the last few years gives more perspective on why I've been yes in, right. in, in, in that you know because it's been yeah i agree health is one thing i'll deal with my own health and my own mental health and all that i can deal with that i'm a very strong willed individual and a lot of that has to do with walking with christ my entire life mm -hmm. you know beyond like i <laughs> i've met a few of the presidents and wow. being in uh being in uh i can't remember the last one i met but it was before my sister was getting a special blessing before she was sent off on her mission uh the one who mm. just overdosed and i made him uncomfortable wow I, and, <laughs> there and, you and, go. and i could good for you i could feel it <laughs> off him on, on wow. just like you know because he's used to being able to just see yeah. through people stare through people you. and whatnot and as a teenager, I walked in there on the same level as him. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Good for Sorry. you. I wish I You're not that when I was a teenager. You are not closer to God. You are not yeah. closer to Jesus than I am as a teenager. And that's the kind of thing that, like, it, it's will always be a family contention because of that. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't respect your religious views yeah. for those reasons because I, under, I understand Jesus too well. You understand your religion and think you understand Jesus. Right. right. That was one of my big yeah. things stepping away from Mormonism was I started um, volunteering at a homeless shelter that was uh, very Christian. And I was, and they asked me to teach Bible study. And I was like, okay. So I would study in the Bible. And then every week I'd realize this stuff that Jesus said is not what my Mormon religion is doing. Right. And it was just this, this eye-opening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck the Mormons. I mean, that's kind of how I started feeling mm -hmm. like, you guys don't even know. So then I would be more argumentative in Sunday school because I'd be like, actually, um, blah, blah, Jesus preached, blah, blah, and we should, you know, we're not doing this. And then I would get reprimanded. Like, you can't talk anymore <laughs> in Sunday school. Uh -huh. So, like, whatever. If y'all don't want to talk about the message that Jesus had, then, you know. The real message. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the, the real message, you know, 
flipping tables and cracking whips at the, the ones who really deserve it. Right, with leadership yeah. of the church. And turning water <laughs> into wine. I know, Mormons can't even have wine. <laughs> Fuck that noise. I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. it has been an absolute pleasure, ladies. Yeah, uh, I'm sure same. my doctor will be calling any second. Okay. So for all of my followers and listeners out there, all three of you, uh, please go to the Latter Day Lesbian Podcast. Follow the links in the YouTube. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Mary, Shelley, you guys are an absolute delight and treat. Your families are lucky to have you <laughs> as members of their family. And I love your energy and spirit and who you are Aww. as human beings. You are welcome thank on you. my podcast anytime. Oh, well, we'll thank you back. so much. Don't you worry. Yeah. yeah, thank you. And thank you. Great to meet you. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Really appreciate that. No, no, no. Thanks. And like, I like to. This is an entertainment news-based podcast, but we have heart and soul, and I like to get real, and I like it when people aren't afraid to be themselves and have those deep discussions because that's part of life—the dark, absolutely, and the light, all of it, absolutely. For sure. All right. All right. More. All right, All well, right. much love, ladies, and as, uh, as always, I hope to see you somewhere down the road. <laughs> Perfect. Good. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.